Hey guys, it's episode 88, and we're going to be joined with Ira Black. He's with so many bands, but uh, Bullet Boys for sure. They will be at Rocklahoma, and uh, they're going to be doing the pre-party. But as always, we are live on YouTube. We are live on Facebook. We are live on Twitter. We are live on Twitch. So make sure you share and hit that subscribe button on all of those uh, platforms especially YouTube. We're trying to hit that 1,000th subscriber mark. We already hit over 5,000 on Facebook, so we're just trying to truck along. And of course, on our Twitter page, we are at TUL Music Stream. And as always, podcast platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and Apple Podcasts. We are all on those. So all here's uh, Miss Janet, our, is our host yep. right here. And being the consummate professional that he is, Ira is waiting in the wings. I, w- I wouldn't have expected anything less other than this gentleman showing up on time tonight. Ira, are you ready to come on and talk to your people? I am, Let's indeed. Let's do it. Let's do it. There's the man with the plan right there, Mr. Ira Black. Yeah, it would take us about three minutes to uh, list all the bands that you've been with, and we're going to get into a lot of your history and and, uh, this amazing career that you've built for yourself. But you are currently with Bullet Boys and Violence. Now, before we get into talking about your story and your history, there's a lady we want to talk about that we're pretty fond of, and I have a feeling you're pretty fond of her as well. And she has been an absolute delight and joy for us to work with. She's been so good to us here at Tulsa Music Stream. Let's put this on the screen. Now, I know this was several years back. What a special moment this had to be for you and Jessica Chase, your better half. Talk a little bit about, and for people who maybe don't know the story, this is Ira and Jessica in front of 30,000 screaming fans uh, following Korn's set at the Alcatraz Metal, Metal Festival back in 2017. You tell the story, buddy. How did you come up with this idea? What the heck are you doing right here? And just share some of your memories of that night. Wow. Well, yes, you said my better half, and I will uh, have to agree with that. And there's my cat, Archer, by the way. He wants to be part of this. And please well, do. Probably. We are big cat people. Bring him on. <laughs> no, he's in the middle of everything. But, uh, Love it. Yeah, like... <laughs> Everything in my life, when I try and tell a story, I go, well, where do I start this thing? Because my life is one string of events, one leading to the next, you know? Yes. And God, see, I was on tour at the time with Westfield Massacre, a band I was playing with at the time, and it had Tommy Vex in the band, some other guys, and we were in the States touring. And I saw in the news, I think it was Blower Mouth, some said that Morbid Angel had canceled uh, their performance at Alcatraz Metal Fest because of some passport issues or something like that. And at the time, I was playing in the band I Am Morbid, which was uh, Dave Vincent, Tim Young, from uh, and Bill Hudson, of course, but the first two from uh, Morbid Angel. So we were in a band playing the first four albums of Morbid Angel. So I had already played uh, Alcatraz Metal Fest in 2010 with another band, so I had a contact with these guys. So I immediately reached out to the promoter, who's a friend of mine, Philip. Yeah. I mean, literally saw the article, made a message, and I was driving uh, the vehicle on this tour. I was somewhere in the Midwest, and here I am texting, you know, driving. To, you know, hate to admit that, but sometimes <laughs> it's you all right. Do it. You know, 
anyway, so I send this message out. Next thing I know, within hours, I'm getting booked to play Alcatraz Metal Fest again. And it's in like nine days or something from this moment that I'm texting. I'm like, oh, my God, it's a whirlwind. Wow. So immediately, you know, I'd been on the road for about three weeks. I was missing Jessica a lot and I doing a lot of thinking about our relationship at the time and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I, you know, it's always been in my heart that I want to be with her like that, marry her. And, you know, so in my mind, I was already kind of there, you know, with her, but uh, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I also saw Alcatraz. This is another key little factor that kind of, help spark some of this stuff. I saw that they were going to be marrying some people in Alcatraz, Alcatraz Metal Fest. Wow. I thought, you know what? I'm going to marry Jessica there. Oh. I forgot about the proposal part. I'm like, I'm going to take her there and marry her. And I'm like, <laughs> I haven't even proposed her yet. So right. in my mind, I was going to do both. I'll propose to her on the plane, then I'll marry her there. It'd be a big surprise. So wow. I call her up. Hey, I got us on this festival. Why don't you uh, come with me? She's like, oh, you know, can we afford it? You know, we always see right. couples that we start talking about, well, does this make sense? And like, come on, <laughs> you, you haven't seen me play at a big festival like this in Europe? Like, uh, let's do this, you know? So uh, she, okay, I'll, I'll come. So so we work it all out. We're on our way over there, and I'm still on the plane going, wait a minute, I got to propose to her first, then marry her. But maybe, you know, I mean, what girl wants to get married by surprise, let alone propose you by surprise? Sure. Oh, by the way, we're getting married in the next 48 hours, you know? <laughs> so I, I came to the conclusion, okay, I just have to propose her there, but we'll leave it at that. And uh, of course I played the festival, but I started thinking, well, it would be best. It would look really cool. It'd be awesome if we could do it on the main stage after corn plays of course we're friends with uh ray luzier right. the drummer and I, I was like okay so how am i going to make this happen so we got to the festival yes and that picture you're showing right there was the the uh the after effect that was later on after the show nice see how happy we all are yes. so anyways so we uh um get to the festival and i'm talking to my friend philip in the production office i'm there with jessica and I had already kind of sent him some messages about what I wanted to do. And he said, hey, if you can make it happen, Ira, you know, the, the court is yours. Do whatever you want as long as, you know, everyone's in agreement and, you know, you're not stepping on anyone's toes. So, okay, cool. And he goes, maybe you might want to talk to that guy over there. He points him to him. His name's Mario Ponson. He's the uh, production, uh, head of production at Alcatraz. So the, with Jessica in the production office, you know, 15, 20 feet away, I go over to Mario and I start kind of whispering, hey, hey, I'm Ira Black. Good to meet you. And, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I know who you are, blah, blah, blah. And, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, I want to, I start kind of bringing my voice. I'm going to propose to my girl on stage after Corn's done playing tomorrow. Wow. Can you help me with that? And he's like, and, and, and he's kind of looking around like, shh, shh, she's right over there. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, what? <laughs> well, same thing yeah I'll, I'll help out in any way as long as everyone's on board yeah let you know let me know right so it really didn't happen the sewing the plan up until i mean we, we were hanging out i'd already played ray was on side of the stage while i was playing which is really cool but i couldn't really talk to him because jess was right there and then they were the headliners so they're going on a few hours later so we end up going to their dressing room. I'm, you know, we're watching some other band on stage, and I tell Jess, I'm like, "Hey, let's go backstage and hang out with Corn a little bit," you know. And she's like, "Well, I'm watching this band," you know. And I'm like, oh, "Just for a few minutes, let's see it real quick." Uh-huh. So we run back there, and we're talking with all the guys in the band, and I'm like, "How can I do this? Oh my god, it's so awkward." So we're getting ready to walk out, and I say, "Oh, hey, hun, can you grab me some water around the corner on the uh, 
you know, where they have uh, you know drinks and stuff. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. So she walks around and Ray's like stretching. They're going on in like 20 minutes. He's on the ground stretching. And I go up real quick and I'm like, Ray, I'm going to propose to Jess after your step. Can you bring me up on stage right after? Like I threw it out and like that. He's like, first the shock on his face and then the, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Of course. Meet me right before we go on. Right on the side of the stage, meet me, and we'll go over the details. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this. So, wow. We go to the stage, and we're waiting, kind of on the side, stage in the back. And uh, long story short, Ray, you know, kind of pulls me aside a little bit, and Jessica's kind of, you know, watching. And I go over the details with him. We go up onto the stage. You're getting ready to go on, and then he's talked to Head about this now already. Yeah and kind of gotten some of the details together. And then they walk me behind the drum set. And this is when no one's supposed to be there at this point. They're going on in three minutes or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing behind the drum kit with Ray and Head. And they're telling me, okay, when we're done, Head's gonna call you up, blah, blah, blah. And Jessica's like, what's Ira doing over there? Wow, he's really, you know, <laughs> in with these guys, what's up? <laughs> so then the long story short, of course, their production manager for Corn, you know, he, he was a little bit, he didn't know about it, you know, so um, he got informed by Mario because he, he needed the okay from him because, you know, he needs to be in sync with their management and stuff right. to make sure something like this could go down. And so Mario in a text back and forth goes, hey, their, their guy doesn't know about it yet. I need to get a, a yes from him. So I go up and talk to him. He's like, that ain't happening on my stage. You know, and I understand because oh. he, he's running the show and imagine someone's going, hey, I'm changing up your job and what's going on to a after a little back and forth, uh, it happened. So long story short, you can see the video. If you search in, uh, you know, a corn and Ira black on YouTube, it, it'll pop right up, you know, and so cool. down, the fireworks are going off and head hits the mic and he's yeah. like, it's amazing. Right, bring my friend Ira out and, you know, I mean, you've made it hard for other guys to, you just can't yeah, top the that. bars now too high. <laughs> What nice, nice job, I've guys. Heard that, I've heard that a lot from a lot of people. So, uh, <laughs> well, so. uh, violence. Um, they've just uh, what announced that you're going back to France for a summer, a European tour, or no? Or you just got done with the European tour? Is that right? With uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I just got back from Europe with my sons, man. I booked them a tour. That, that that's a side note. They're called corrupt. Corrupt, but, uh, right? You know, right. So, so, so violence is. Uh, yeah, there you go, right there with my son. So well, violence is uh, going over in about a week to France to play the Motoculture Fest. So oh, okay, excuse me, it's just a one-off uh, show for us and stuff. And uh, here's a cool little side note as well is that the Alcatraz Metal Fest, which I didn't know this until I played it last year with Violence, that they called the Alcatraz Metal Fest because of Alcatraz Island, mm -hmm. and that's where Bay Area metal thrash metal started. And they're big fans of thrash metal, right? And that's how they came up with the name Alcatraz Metal Fest to pay homage to that. Oh, and wow. little did I know that their mascot is called Officer Nice. It's a skeleton, the skull head. Wow. Cough, he's called Officer Nice. And that's, they named it after a violent song. That's crazy. It's a song called Officer Nice. So the mascot is named after a violent song. So all these years later, having been affiliated with them, now I'm playing in violence. And then that came, it was just another full circle thing. Like life is a trip sometimes, you Boy, know? It is. And I have to ask you about this. I. I would imagine any of you guys that get to play, I hope I'm saying it right, Vakken, the Vakken Open yes. Air Festival. What in the world is that experience like? You guys are going back this year to play it. Um, how many times have you played Vakken? Do you even know? Yeah, I've I played it three times. Uh, this wow. will be my fourth. Um, 
Dude. The first time I played it, actually, I played it in 2002, and I played with, in style of, of my career, I played with two bands on the same day. I was playing the Keith <laughs> and this rumor. So nice. I played one hour apart at Bakken with two bands. So Wow. Oh, man. And, and you just had a little re, uh, reunion with um, Vicious Rumors, and I guess you're, you're, you, you said your son and Corrupt, he actually got to get up and play with Vicious Rumors with you as well. Is that correct? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that was uh, really cool because uh, I joined Vicious Rumors in 1999, and my son was born in 1999. So, wow. you know, obviously those are some big events in my life at the time, and I always tie those together, you know. And uh, my son used to go with me to rehearsals when he was two, three, four years old with Vicious Rumors. He had a little toy guitar, and he would literally wow. jam with the band like he was in the band, like the whole set. I mean, all the way to the end, you know, so total cool. trooper. So all these years later, to actually get up and, and, and do it for real with the band is like, you know, just mind-blowing stuff for me, really. You've obviously embraced that. You know, we, I've I've always, I've well, I'm not always, but I've heard some guys say, oh, I, t- I told my kids to stay far away from music. Obviously, this is something you nurtured and you encouraged, So and, and you just kind of answered my question. It, it was from the get-go that he loved and embraced this music do you get to be involved with a lot of his his shows or is he you're probably so busy doing your stuff and he's busy doing his stuff how often do you guys get to hook up and jam on stage and be part of each other's musical lives like that yeah that's a great question i appreciate you asking that um yeah it's interesting because um it's a little bit of both you know i let him do his own thing because you know you have to learn in the music business how to do your own thing i don't want to totally just cater to him you know and I, I let him make uh his own decision about getting involved in music business like you know if you wanted to do this or that whatever you know but yeah he decided to follow in my footsteps and yeah. uh we do uh play a lot of ultimate jam night cool. uh, we jam a lot together actually when i got the violence gig is funny story uh, uh he was a big fan of violence already and he knew five or six of their songs so he actually showed me the first number of songs, how to play them uh, when, when I joined Violence. So I, I really, I, in a strange twist of fate, you know, it's like uh, <laughs> my son helped me really dial that gig in. You know, that and, is uh, pretty cool. You know, there's a couple couple topics. You know, doing everything, researching Ira Black, and a couple two things that popped up was, of course, one that you you were threatening to sue Facebook millions until you get your page back or, or to get your page back? Did something happen with your Facebook page? Yes, it did. And and I'm not, you know, over and done and out with that yet. You know, it it might still happen at this point because, you know, I, I'm not a litigious type person. I mean, I, I could give you a long list. I mean, if you're in the music business, you know how it goes. I mean, everyone knows it's 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 not a fair, fair place out there, you know? Right. And, I could have had a, a lot of lawsuits in my time for sure. It, it, if I ran you the list, you wouldn't believe it. Sometimes it kind of blows my mind. I'm not a litigious person, but you know, our our social media pages and stuff, uh, we really utilize these and get to the point where we need them, especially when you're an artist and stuff like that. I mean, everyone does. I'm sure you stay in touch with your family through there, through friends, through Messenger. So I'd book my son's tour through Messenger. I had, you know, uh, you know, 10 plus years, 15 years almost or something of, uh, mm. you know, messages and stuff packed in there. So the page got hacked and here I'm leaving in 10 days or something on this tour with my son's band and I can't even get into Messenger or anything. Mm. All of a sudden someone hacked my page, deleted all my information, put a different name in there 
And then, uh, you know, it took me a week to get it back, but still Facebook won't let me, even to this minute right now, it's been just under two months, um, it still has a different name on it. So anytime I post or use that page, I have to put a disclaimer in the comment that, hey, this is Ira. Man. Oh, God. The name up there, as you can imagine how frustrating it is. And then maybe when it gets changed back, then I'm going to have to go back and take the disclaimers out because the name will be back. Then it'll just look silly. So uh, Facebook doesn't offer any help. Right. And they hardly even, they don't even really even talk to you. It's like you'll send them stuff and half the time they don't even reply. It's like they don't even, there's no help. There's no, yeah, you're right. It's like dealing with the medical system. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of big texts like that nowadays, you call up, you can't get anybody. They have an automated system and it doesn't always have the options that you actually need. Mm -hmm. So for, you know, two weeks I kept just going at it going at it and here i am getting ready to leave for europe you think i have time to do that that was no. extra stuff i do right. so i started getting mad i just went on i had a backup page so i wrote on there and i I'd never really used that one very much it had one fifth the followers and none of the contacts for you know for uh all the messaging i did for the torn stuff but uh so i just i said screw it i'm gonna go on here and just say hey you know if facebook doesn't do something about this and i'm the type of person's like i'm not even looking for compensation i want to change the system that's the way my mind works like i'm wondering how many people must go through this right thousands, a hundred thousand how many people you know people get their paycheck this could be a probably a class action type suit or something like hey facebook yes. you're making a lot of money off of us yes use our data all these things that they use us for zuckerberg's making all this money off of us <laughs> good for you buddy you figured out some little you know uh you know you cracked the code but then again you got to also make sure you're not stepping on people or messing up their lives right. in the middle uh, of that. I mean, it's, it's like they don't. Uh, my rant. Right. It's like they don't understand. Like, like you, you know, you're you're on the go, and, and a lot of your a lot of your stuff, a lot of your business things that your contacts, your information, stuff that's in your you know messengers and all this other stuff. You know, you need that stuff, and and, and that sometimes that's how you you communicate with your with your employees and your you know, whatever you it's know critical it's kind of what yeah. you need you know especially if you're going from from state to state or or country to country and it's kind of how you stay contacted with a lot of uh you know people to get you where you need to go from absolutely. point a to point b you absolutely. know absolutely yeah everything we talked about to book everything and where everything's at right the yeah, numbers sure. and the, all the right. details around everything you know someone's like Hey, we, we didn't say we were getting hotel rooms. No, no, you wrote it right here. I mean, you, you need all this information to navigate, you know, and right. it, just, know, it just put a, a, a bump in my road. I was like, you know, I'm sort of used to it because that's just the music is like that anyways. But that just gave me extra steps that I didn't need time. I was mixing my son's album before we left. I wanted to finish that. Yeah. I saw so much going on. And of course, my own career is in the middle of, you know, happening too. So it's like, oh. Well, right, I hope here. you get to finish that ordeal yeah, and, and, and everything goes your way with that. And and then the second thing that popped up was, of course, when when you were jailed, uh, you, you were I guess there was a, you're a vegan. Is that correct? Yes. And they weren't That's serving you. Vegan hunger strike in the L.A. County jail. <laughs> so before we get into the details of that, I, I want to know because I, I admire it. Was this decision made more out of just to improve your health or a love of animals or all of the above what drove you to become vegan well you know here i am if you want to get the exact number i'm 29 years vegan now wow and uh you know this is uh, a long time ago i made this decision and 
you know, there's a, a few different reasons I really think back on it. Um, you know, there was something that sparked it. I got sick a couple of times in one week eating meat. Mm-hmm. So I decided to give it a break. But also there was uh, a narrative that, that it, at the time that it's been playing out in my mind. It was that like I would eat meat and I would always feel weird about it. I'm like, why am I eating this? You know, mm-hmm. I don't I, you know, I like animals and yeah. I eat this animal and it, it, the two didn't connect for me. Yeah. So it kind of also, I, I came to the conclusion, I'm like, wait a minute, what I eat is what I was taught to eat. This is, wasn't my own decision. Cause you sure. know, we're taught to eat what we eat from a young age. And I thought, well, wait a minute, we're, we're kind of programmed to this, you know? And uh, apparently I wasn't feeling great about it. So I'm like, well, hey, I can make a decision about this. I don't yeah. like that, let me stop doing it. Sure. So, you know. That, that's what made me stop. It's just that, you know, I, I didn't feel right about it. I just really deep yeah. innate feeling like, why am I doing this? And, mm. and one day I'm like, hey, I can make my own decision about this. I'm going to stop. That's really admirable. And I guess they treated you pretty badly in there. Uh, I mean, towards the end of it, once it was over, did you feel like they were starting to see your side of the argument? Or was it just a, you just couldn't break them down on their stance? Well, I, I did break them down. They, they eventually... Uh, I'll definitely write a book about this one day because what I went through in there was really unbelievable. It was like something out of a movie. Uh, the guards tried to start a riot amongst uh, the, the uh, inmates. Um, they tried to force me to eat a hamburger with threat of force. They brought me out into the hallway. Five guards pull out his club and said, you're going to eat that hamburger sitting right next to you on the bench in front of that camera. We're going to yeah. take you downstairs and beat the you-know-what out of you. Wow. And I literally said, hey, do what you need to do, man. I'm not eating that. This is like like a religion to me. If you Mm -hmm. can't understand where I'm coming from, I'm not doing this to cause waves or just say you can't make me do this. Like, no, I'm not going to do this. If you need to do that. And the the, uh, guard just laughed at me and looked at them and said, can you believe this guy? It's like, yeah, it's the truth. This is not BS. This is the real deal. I will take a beating for it. If you need to beat me up, good. Because then I really have a case against you. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like can't force someone to eat something they don't want that's you know sure wow so, so you wild. know and, and then what do they do the next morning after the, they they finally brought me a meal and they treated me bad about when they brought the meal they had a guy yelling at me and then i went to eat it and he said oh you gotta wait and then the other person's yelling me why do you eat that and another guy comes in you didn't eat that yet it was like <laughs> and they just you know mess with you real bad in there so the next morning 7 a.m bell go out ding ira black roll up yourself you're out of here and they let me out you know about a week early wow because they finally gave me you know i beat them yeah you know in their eyes and and i wasn't (laughs) trying to beat them but you know that's what happened so they they let me go and then about and you can confirm this with the person i'm going to mention andrew freeman who currently sings for the last in line yeah Yeah. we had been in a few bands together in the past we're friends and i don't know if it was a few days or a week later he calls me up and goes Dude, you're not going to believe this. His wife at the time, I don't know if they're together anymore. I don't think they are actually. Um, his wife at the time was a social worker working for the city of LA. And they called everyone in for a meeting and they brought up the incident with me, said, Hey, there's a guy in there, went on a hunger strike, you know, and blah, blah, blah. We didn't have the food for him. And we, we need to start carrying uh, vegan food now so we don't encounter this anymore. So he's like, Dude, you changed the system. They wow. are now going to having vegan food in LA County jail because of you. And I'm That's like, wow, amazing. So that to me was like, That's mission it. accomplished wow. right there. Good for yeah. you, man. And, and, and you know, that wasn't my goal. I mean, I, I was just like, Hey, 
I don't eat what you're serving and you put me in here against my will. I didn't do anything so bad, you know, so I had an unpaid fine. Strangely enough, I just got off tour two days earlier with Lizzie Borden. I just got back from Europe. I'd only been home for two days. I quit drinking on the last day of the tour. I, I decided, hey, I'm not drinking ever again. Wow. And then two days later, I'm in L.A. County Jail off tour from Europe going, what the heck just happened to me? Wow. <laughs> you know, crazy. speaking of Lizzie Borden, you may not remember this, but there was a time that you came to Oklahoma, and I believe it was in 2005. And this was when you were getting you were getting started to to uh, work on the appointment uh, with death with Lizzie Borden. And, and you actually told us about this because this hasn't even come out yet. But her and I, we opened up with you, uh, for you, and it was in a, a Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. It was at, in a, at a club, and we all hung out afterwards, and we talked. And, uh -oh. and this was when you were drinking beers and everything. Not hell, I drank beers too, and I, I'm almost two years sober myself, which is great for both of us. Um, but we, we, you know, we had a long, long talk. This was Jan, and we, we actually had some emails with you back and forth after that show. But you were you were there with Jade Steele. And the um, let's see, uh, uh, and the Emerald Triangle. I don't know if you yeah, remember yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that this must have been uh, uh, 2006. I think. Yeah, okay, that maybe sounds so. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I was playing with Metal Church in 2005, and then I came to LA in 2006 to do an album with Paul Shortino, and I ended up joining Lizzie. Uh, they had a tour with Wasp coming up. Yeah, and that's why I ended up doing the. Uh, joining Lizzie, the tour was happening in two or three weeks and it was like, learn all the material and go on tour. Yeah. Uh, Metal Church had just toured with Wasp the previous year and here I was back on tour with Wasp again. And then after that, I did that tour with uh, with the Emerald Triangle. Yeah, we had uh, Troy Patrick Farrell on drums. Uh -huh. That's right. Yeah, we, and we were, we were the band down for five who opened up for you and she played guitar yeah. and uh, we hung out awesome. with you guys at, at the at the end of it. And, and uh, That's right. Did, 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 tell me the name of the band again. Down for five. You wouldn't remember. That's right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, let's, it, it was a good time. Just, yeah, it was cool. That's, yeah. and, and um that's the first time I got to see you play live and 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 I've seen you at we went to Key West and seen you with the Bullet Boys there mm -hmm. and, and I just love your glasses. But I'm a big Lizzie Borden fan and when you when you told me that you're working on their new album, I was like, you know, that's we had a long conversation outside about that and and of course, you know, that album Appointment with Death is one of my favorites of, of their catalog. Um I can go all the way back to, to you know, uh give him the axe and all that stuff and um yeah, I, I grew up on all that stuff as well you know mm. so uh, I, I was stuff. a fan for you know and so that kind of leads me to my next question when when i think of ira black i think of these heavier artists to see you in bullet boys was kind of surprising to me i'd like to know how that connection got made how it's going and then i have a follow-up question after your answer okay yeah um Let's see. I, I was working. Well, I, I've been friends with Mark for a long time. You know, I met him uh, at NAM a long time ago, I believe, or it was the M3 concert. It was one of those two. I was playing a Lizzie board at the time, and my friend Tommy Chandler used to work with them, and he introduced me to Mark and said, I, I never forget his. And, and I was a fan of Bullet Boys. I bought their first record when it came out, fully knew all about them and all that. And, uh, Tommy Chandler goes, Hey, Mark, this Ira Black, man, he, you know, he plays in Lizzie Borden right now. And, you know, you, you got to have him play in the Bullet Boys someday. And I just, and Mark, oh, okay, cool. And just kind of shook my hand. And that was about it. But years later, uh, you know, 
Jess, my girl Jessica, she was friends uh, with Mark. And, uh, you know, we started hanging out over the years a bunch. And uh, Mark's girl at the time, at the time, no longer. But anyways, uh, they, uh, we, you know, we'd go to their house and hang out. We'd go out together, like, you know, uh, couples, you know, going hanging out and stuff and big circle of friends in LA. And there's a bunch of people, there's like a hundred of them that all kind of hang out in various ways. And, uh, so hang out with Mark over the years and stuff. Um, I always kind of thought, you know, it would be cool to play in the bullet boys. Cause I do play a lot of different styles of music. I'm a fan of music, not just, you know, yeah, I'm known for playing heavier stuff, but you know, I play a lot of acoustic guitar and yeah. you know, I play hard rock. I play classical. I play metal. I, you know, dabble in uh, all kinds of stuff, but, uh, it came to the point where I was doing some, uh, mixing for that band of gods and monsters i was playing with simon wright bjorn yeah. england and um kevin goocher and uh i was playing mark some of my mixes and he was like wow man this sounds incredible i, I didn't realize you were getting into you know that you did all that i said well during the pandemic i got my studio together and decided to um figure out how to crack the code for myself to figure out how to get the sounds that i like you know that's the, every musician kind of fights with that. I think, you know, it's like someone else mixes your music. And you're like, oh, I wish it was like this. So, right. so I'm playing this stuff for Mark. And then he's like, Hey, I'd love to do a side project with you. So we started uh, writing and recording some, some other music it was a little more alternative sounding. It wasn't bullet boys material type material at all. And at the time he was back with the original lineup. We were just coming out of the pandemic and they were starting to get back out there and play shows. So Mark and I were hanging out a lot because we were recording at my house and riding together. We're talking a lot almost every day. And uh, basically it came down to, he calls me up one day in uh, December of, see what's his 20th minute, 20, December 22. And he goes, Hey man, I'm playing the whiskey tonight, but I guess I'm not because my band's not showing up. They're flaking out on me. Oh, like, oh my God. He goes, I guess I'm gonna have to cancel. And he was just really upset. You know, it's like, man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Wow. I'm like, He's like, D -d -d maybe I'll do an acoustic set just to, for the fans because I, I don't want to flake on the show. And he goes, uh, man, how would you feel about, you know, like, I don't know how many of Bolt Boy songs, you know, would you come play this acoustic show with me at the Whiskey tonight? Wow, <laughs> like, pressure. So <laughs> he gave me the set list. I went and learned uh, eight songs on the way there and then in the car. Wow. And then I went in. We went over some parts over about 30 minutes real quick. And, and then we hit the stage. Boom. Dude, and wow. he was just like, "Wow, man, that was incredible." So, wow. fast forward about uh, two or three weeks later, and he calls me up. And he goes, "All right, well, uh, I don't know if you just saw on Facebook Live, but the band just quit on me, hmm. and in one week, I'm playing at the Rock Island Fest in in uh, Key West. So, yeah, we were there. Gonna have to cancel that." And he saw it with Jess and I both, and we're both like, "Absolutely not. Let's put together a band, hmm. a kick-ass band. I'll play guitar. We'll get." You know, bass player and drummer. We threw a couple names up. Of course, Brad Lang from YNT is good friends of ours. We, all, you know, he, he's a perfect fit for that. And he was down. And Fred Aking, uh, drummer's playing with the band now. And uh, it was like just like that, sap of a finger. So a couple days later, we got together, had one rehearsal without Mark, then Mark yeah. rehearsal the next day, and then we get, jumped on a plane the next day and then played Rock Island. It was and, and it was a great like, show, dude. It we it was so you guys were so on that day. I mean, it, it was it was electric. It was amazing. So I told you I had a follow up question, and I almost hate to ask you this because it's probably like asking someone 
who their favorite child is. And I, I don't mean it that way, but obviously you have this massive roster of artists that you've played with. As you kind of start reflecting on your career, and you have a long way to go, so I'm not trying to imply it's almost over. It's it's not. But as you start reflecting on it, what are the projects, what are the bands that stick out as, man, that, that was a career highlight for me to do? Maybe give me like top three, top four. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting because, uh, you know, being <laughs> a fan of music, you know, and I think... Uh, being able to play with some of these bands I grew up listening to, you know, cause I mean, my first concert was black Sabbath. Okay. I was 13, 1984, uh, born again tour Ian Gillen singing for black Sabbath. This is definitely a highlight for me. Uh, who played in black Sabbath, Bill Ward. I got to, I wasn't in a band with him, but I got to do one show with him and I got to play with Bill Ward. We did a rehearsal first. And then I got to play with him, and that was definitely a career highlight. It, wow. it just power packed into a an event, you know, like yeah. wow, you know. And uh, that was actually the last show he's played to date. So you know, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping he gets out there and plays some more, you know. But I mm-hmm. uh, haven't sure. heard much from him musically. So I, 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 you know, if you're listening to Bill, please get out there and do something. And, you know, <laughs> I love to be part of it. Of course, There's... Dewey Bragg uh, is is doing something with them. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I mean, I have to mention Dawkins. Um, yeah. Yes. All these bands you grew up listening to. Um, Dawkins was a big one for me. You know, in the same era of me listening to Black Sabbath, my first concert back in that time, a Quiet Riot opened. And my second concert was Judas Priest and Great White. Then it was Scorpions with Bon Jovi opening. So, you know, we know where our influences and, and you know, these bands that we love playing or listening to, you know, um, so Dawkins was a big one for me because being a guitar player, of course, George mm. Lynch. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Phenomenal guitar player. Yes. And, Love the uh, new song. Always, yeah, totally. I always give him props for that, you know. Um, but the songwriting of Dawkins, so getting to play with Dawkins for a while mm-hmm. and having becoming great friends with them, that, that's, you know, a big deal for me as well. Super cool. And then, of course, uh, see, I, I got two more I, I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, of course, I've got to play with Mickey D a lot. Oh, yeah, I love that yeah, guy. That's great. I saw I saw a video on uh, YouTube when you guys did a Motorhead song with uh, uh, Butcher Babies. Um, Carla. Uh, yeah, Carla. Carla. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, a really cool thing I got to do is uh, last Christmas. Um, sounds like a bo- uh, George Michael song. Last Christmas. I can't <laughs> with Mickey. But, um, so... <laughs> Violence had a, uh, was headlining the MTV Headbangers Ball tour last year over in Europe. And at the end of the tour, we're going to end up in Sweden. So I said, hey, Jess, why don't you come over for the last week of the tour? We'll go hang out in Sweden. Mickey's off during that period of time. We'll go hang out with him and his wife, Mia, for a few days. Cool. It was all working out. Everything was great. And then uh, it, um, it turned out Mickey had some Christmas show he was doing in Gothenburg for the city of Gothenburg kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh we were talking to you for a couple of days. All of a sudden he calls us back up and he goes, Hey, by the way, the guitar player for this thing can't do it. Do you want to do it? Hmm. So now it turned into a paid vacation. Cause I already finished this tour. We we're going to hang out for two days, but now he's like, well, now you have to stay for an extra two weeks. Yeah. Hmm. And the guy running this thing is going to cover your hotel. We're going to pay you. And I was like, Dude. that's a no brainer. Yeah. Right. I get to play with Mickey, get 
put up in a, in a very nice hotel and get paid to do it. I'm like, uh, yeah, no brainer. Mm-hmm. So, so that was very cool. That, that was definitely a, a last minute blessing that happened. And Jess and I had a great time. My God, we, uh, you know, hanging out in Gothenburg. It was winter time, but it's so beautiful there. The Christmas scene there is just amazing, you know? Wow. That's so cool. We have and some. Of course, I'll play my last one is playing the Bullet Boys, you know, because I mean, uh, yeah. you know, one of my best friends I grew up with in high school, we, we got the album when it came out, and he had this badass stereo and this El Camino that he had. We used to just <laughs> put that Bullet Boys album on 10 or 11 and, you know, be just partying and going to all these different places uh, back in that time. We'd just be singing all those songs at top volume, you know, drinking beer and, you know. That's so cool, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Scott. We have some people in the chat room, um, not only on uh, Facebook, we also have a, a chat room going on on YouTube. And I'm going to read a couple of uh, Chris M- Mizuno. He asked, I- ask Ira if he worked at Anna Miller's Pies. I did. And that was right <laughs> around the same time that we were listening to Bullet Boys uh, in in, uh, in my friend's El Camino. That was in Sacramento. And yes, I did work there. I was the, the cashier. Uh, I don't remember how long I was there. It was, uh, it was an interesting job. It, it was in the mall uh, in Sacramento there. So it had a lot of activity there and stuff. But Mm. Yeah. Hey, I ate a lot of pie. I think my nickname became Pyra after that. I I don't know, but. (laughs) Well, we've got some other nice comments in here. Natasha Marie says, great interview. A huge fan of Ira Black. I'm enjoying this. John Miller says, one cool guy. Ira, what else you got, Scott? Rocklahoma, bitches. Ah, We got Rocklahoma coming, man. Yes. Let's talk about that. Um, Now, how many times have you played Rocklahoma? Do you you know off the top of your head? Zero. This Zero. is your first yeah. time. And and, wow. and Lizzie Borden was there, and this was after you, you oh, left Lizzie Borden, and I believe right. they had uh, Dario on guitar and Chris Sanders, I believe. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, because exactly. Chris Chris played on the album with you, or did, or did you just do all the guitars? No, no, uh, Chris did not play on, on Appointment With Death. Okay. No. And, and you actually but, got uh, song credits on that album as well. Who, me? Yes. Yeah, do you have yeah, song yeah, right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, go ahead. I'll I'll say real quick about Rocklahoma. This is interesting because I've always been a a real go-getter in my career. You know, I've always reaching out to people. Since the earliest days of me playing, I always, you know, I figure, like, you have to really push this to make it happen. So every time I was in a band, I'd be like, hey, let's do this. How can we get this thing going? You know, like, you got to have those conversations beyond the music. A lot of times bands just rehearse and how do you make things happen so long story short uh i actually reached out to uh the people at rocklahoma at the time when i was in lizzie board so i was in communication with them oh. and we were working on getting the band booked and then they got booked after i left the band <laughs> and that was a bummer for me because you know i was excited about doing it i always remember that that was like a, you know th- those are some of the sides that people don't see sometimes yes. uh, artists you know it's like it, it was you know it was uh what's the right word you know it's you know it hurts you know because here i was like, trying to make that happen then they went on to play that without me and you uh, know we weren't working together at the time because right. it just didn't work out and sometimes it's like that of course i rejoined them in in some later years after we had uh you know kind of patched it up moved on but uh at the time i was just like 
kind of heartbroken over that because I really wanted to play it. I've heard so much about Rock Home at the time. So I'm really looking forward to it this time. I finally get to yes. go play it. I yeah, want so. to assure you, you are in for a great time. The people that go there, they just leave it all out on the field, man. They yeah. they rock out like four straight days. It's and, and, awesome. And we, we actually played, uh, one of our sponsors for the show is Doug Burgess for DEB Concerts. And, and, and he, he actually owns and runs the stage that you guys are playing on. on I think he'll be there Thursday night. And awesome. the pre-party... You have to you have to imagine these people, you know, <laughs> been waiting all year to get mm. in there. And yes. Thursdays, you know, there's no other stages. There's it's like they are trapped right there. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> and they have energy <laughs> to burn. It, it's amazing. And, and so it. and so they they burn, you know a lot of people they'll they'll burn it all their energy out on that Thursday night and just, and then they'll be dragging ass on that Friday. <laughs> So, you know, those pre-parties are pretty amazing yeah. and they're a lot of fun and, love it. and, and it's, it'll be great. You know, you got you guys and then LA guns and then, um, warrant, which is, you know, three great, great bands that we all grew we up on. We warrant too, uh, last, last weekend in, uh, Streeter, Illinois, the Streeter Fest. And yeah. Was how was that? Was that a great time? Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Uh, of course, during the day it was raining pretty hard. So, uh, the, the schedule for sound check and all that got kept getting pushed. And the first band was a local band got pulled off because of, you know, time constraints, but, uh, uh it stopped raining. We, we did sound check and, uh, it all worked out, but it was it hard to believe it was going to happen. Sometimes you're like, it's pouring rain right now. Are you, it's mm -hmm. really going to stop raining and then dry up. And we're going to, they put right. a bunch of hay out on the field to, you know, combat the mud, but, Ended up being a great time. Yeah, it's a very packed, and everyone was into it. And yeah, oh, that's that's great, great. I know there was a story that you recorded a song, I guess for Carrot Top. I guess his Vegas um, intro song or something, and it yeah. I guess it included uh, Vinnie Paul from Pantera mm -hmm. on drums. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Paul tell Shortino me, tell me the story. You're, I know you have a studio and and you're into right you know of course writing recording and you're into mixing and, and and mastering and trying to get all those all those things dialed in and and trying to learn all the elements of of the studio but you had a, a situation w doing this song with Vinnie Paul can you tell the story for for all of our viewers yeah so uh we were recording in the studio in Vegas and uh you know, long story short, uh, they asked me to put together a, you know, a rock arrangement of the song Send In The Clowns, which is normally a song done with an orchestra, mm -hmm. a crooning type song, you know, song, Send In The Clowns, sure. you know, it's a <laughs> little dramatic, you know, like, how do you make that into a rock song? And it's like, okay, well, it's devil to tempo. Let's start there, you know? <laughs> but, uh, so I, I made this arrangement and then uh, it was... Paul Shortino and I worked on it first. We decided to bring Vinny Paul in because, of course, Paul was living in Vegas time. He just moved there newly, and Vinny was there. We just ran into him all the time. So I got him to get involved. So we go to the studio. Everything seems like it's on point. I sent everyone the version I did, so they kind of had a little idea where we are going with it. And we get to the studio, and, you know, we're everybody's there. The drums are mic'd up. You know, they pre-sent. Vinny's drums there or they had some other drums it was set up to his specs and all this and everything was really nice studio we're all sitting up there waiting all right we're plugged in we're all warmed up we got a guy there it's filming it with a camera and a photographer there they're making a whole thing out of this you know and <laughs> awesome 
where's Vinny? Okay, well, 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Hour. It's like two hours or something. He's not answering the phone. We're like, man, he, man I guess he's going to flake out on us or something. Mm-hmm. He's not coming. We're all starting to get kind of bummed. And all of a sudden, this car rolls up. And we kind of hear it. They're honking and stuff. We walk outside the studio. And like seven people fall out of the car dressed in clown outfits with full clown makeup and noses. And we're like, what the heck is going on? So it's Vinny showing up with his crew all dressed up as clowns because we're doing a song, singing the clowns. Wow. And we're just like, what the heck? So, you know, they, they were getting, you know, getting ready for this thing. I guess it, you know, just took them longer to do it. But so they roll up. So here I am now sitting in the studio with one of the baddest metal drummers of all time, in yeah. my opinion. Uh-huh. And he's sitting behind the kit with the clown nose on, <laughs> clown outfit. And I'm going, this is bonkers, you know? <laughs> and I have the uh, Dean. I'm sponsored by Dean. I have one of the Dean. Uh, it's this guitar right here, oh, actually. Beautiful, man. That's Love funny it. you mentioned that because it's that guitar. Is it this it one? Yeah. Is it that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that's the called the Dean Razorback uh dime edition. That's called the Dean uh explosion. Dude. That, that, that's a Razorback explosion, the dime explosion. Oh, it's awesome. Amazing. It's so cool. n- now I'm like, okay, well he's here. He's the baddest metal drummer ever. All right, you ready to do this? And he's like, I go, did you hear what I sent you? Yeah, yeah, I kind of listened to it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Tell me the first part. I show him the first part and kind of play some. Okay, cool. What's the next part? You get to the third part. All right, let's record this. I go, no, no, the, the, there's a couple more parts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fourth part, fifth part. Okay, let's go. I'm like, well, that we haven't got to the bridge yet. He's like, how many parts does this song have? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's like 11 parts. It's a, a fully orchestrated song, and I've simplified it and dumbed it down to a rock version. Yeah. So I'm showing him all the parts, and he's going, oh, my God. He's, I should have done more homework on this, you know? <laughs> so we finally got through it. And you, you can, you know, hear it on uh, YouTube, you know, just search uh, Sin in the Clowns, Vinnie Paul, Ira Black Paul, Shortino, Carrot Top. And yeah, so Carrot Top hired us to do it. He was there also when, when we did this. And uh, I got to go to his show at the Luxor when he used this song as an intro. So that was a proud moment for me. Like, wow, all that hard work and, you know, being in the right place at the right time with the right people. And there we go, you know. Cool. So cool. We got to get to some more fan comments. We we got some good stuff in here. Uh, Ricky Cook said, Tomorrow Never Comes is my favorite song. Jackson Douglas says, Hi, Ira Black. Hope you're doing well. Kick and ass, my metal brother. We love the stories you told us while on the Violence and Sacred Reich Australian tour. You're an inspiration and so down to earth and humble. We love you, brother. Leslie says, Have a blast at Rocklahoma. Laura Bochette says, saw Bullet Boys many moons ago in Savannah, Georgia. And uh, and no problem, Natasha. We're glad to get that comment read for you. And let's, oh, John Miller. That was the other one I wanted to read. I love his cooking show at his house. Are you still doing those? Well, no, not, not specifically like that because, uh, well, no, because it's just, but we were doing it during the pandemic. Gotcha. And uh, something, you know, <sighs> Becoming vegan, the first thing I really had to realize was that, especially back then, almost 30 years ago, I realized I had to learn how to cook. That was a big <laughs> thing that I had not planned on. You know, it's like, all right, well, I'm vegan, you know, and I don't need animal products. You go to a restaurant 30 years ago and they're like, well, we got lettuce, you know. So very quickly, I said, man, I better learn how to cook. Otherwise, I'm going to go hungry here. So right. 
that's become a big part of who I am and, and what I do. You know, uh, I, I do a lot of vegan cooking and I like to say I've become like a gourmet chef in the, in the vegan style because, you know, like, Hey, we like to eat, but we like to eat good things too. You know, like amazing, cool. You know, I just don't want to make a, you know, a veggie burger and say, okay, I made some food or stir fry right. some vegetables. I like to make some stuff. that's really like, when you see it, it's like something at a gourmet restaurant. You go, wow, what is this? This is, yeah. you know, 15 and, flavor profiles and like oh my god this is incredible so and let's face it ira when you live a, a lifestyle as hectic and crazy and busy as yours you've got to be putting good stuff in your body to keep it fueled and keep it healthy and and keep it rolling i, I there was a video we saw of you <laughs> it, we laughed i think you were drinking straight out of like a coffee pot and i and i just i don't know how you do what you do but it's it's absolutely amazing and, and your voice has has changed dramatically from from today it's like your voice is very clear and, and lot soft-spoken and like a, you know, a video of you doing an interview 10 years ago eight nine years ago you had a really raspy voice and it's completely changed well that- you say there's a video of me drinking out of the, the coffee pot <laughs> <laughs> that's what i used to do with alcohol you know so i used to uh you know just kind of i was a type of uh you know, I, I mean, it goes with the, um, you know, reputation of, you know, being in a rock band, you know, it's like you, you, you party till the wheels come off, you know, and yeah, I, yeah. I really lived that, you know, I was the type of person that would uh, go to an after party after one of my own shows to somebody's house. And when that was over, I'd be walking down the street looking for the next one while the sun's coming up. I mean, I just used to go mm. and go and go. And I think I just, you know, trashed my body in a lot of ways. And I was even being vegan back then. The, the partying and not taking care of myself on that level, you know, you know, got a couch surf for 10 years. I mean, if you can imagine I'd come home off tour from Europe without a place to go, mm. I wouldn't be living anywhere. Oh, oh, oh I, hey, I just landed. Can I come over? Uh, yeah. You know, and then after <laughs> like, uh, you have somewhere else go, well, I have a tour coming up in a week, you know, so like, Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> but uh, now my life's a lot healthier, 13 years sober wonderful uh that's definitely really helped heal my voice and you know kind of the core of my existence is really centered and you know know, great foundation Mm -hmm. uh with my life with jessica and family and stuff it's great isn't isn't amazing waking up and and there's no hangovers there's i mean you actually get up and you're just like you're ready to tackle the day you're you know it's like six seven in the morning and you're just like boom i'm ready to go you know when years ago you know you, you didn't want to wake up or you or you were up all night and haven't been to bed and, and all these things and your, your head's you know like a cobweb <laughs> such such night and day isn't it yeah oh yeah oh yeah and it's just you know it's just healthier in the long run too you know it's like you just feel better in general just going throughout your day and the things you're doing your accomplishments feel better you know you can focus more like yeah. anyways you know and you know before i do all this stuff and you would think well that would be achievements to help you kind of grow and climb in what you're doing but when you don't have a foundation it just it becomes you know you're doing these things but they're not really amounting to anything i just keep always oh, coming back to like i feel like i'm coming back to zero you know yeah now right. i'm actually able to build and you know, develop these relationships with people over the years where, you know, that they're not like, man, you're a little bit crazy last night. Like, wow. You know, and now it's like, 
you know, I can actually face people, sure. you know, the next day and stuff like that too. So, you know, yeah. let me get you, we'll start wrapping this up. Thanks for all your time yeah. tonight. I do have a few more comments on here, David. And, and I have one last question. Sure. Well. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll get to you after these comments here, David Chase. He's really my brother. Give him my love. Kendra yes. Bostick oh, says brother. sober now 17 months. Congratulations, Kendra. Uh, and uh, Ricky Cook says, t- Ira Black, tell Jessica Chase, Robert DeSanto of Stone Tone said hi. I don't know if you yes. guys. Okay, cool. Oh, 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 Oaklandish. There's, there's a Stone Tone block in that guitar right there. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, hi there, Ricky Cook. That's oh. awesome, man. Go ahead, Scott. An um, Oaklandish metal boy says, Ira, you're lucky to have the red and black dime bolt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely yeah. you are. Um, I have a question. First, it's kind of a two-part question. There's no, it's no secret that Ira Black can play in multiple bands. It, there's, it must be an art to that. I have a hard time scheduling my, my cover bands on the weekends and having to, having to work during the week. It's tough to do that in this. And so I can just imagine how tough that is for you. I, I would like to know, how do you schedule around these, the, all these uh, different projects? Yes. And has there ever been a project or a band that turned you down for a tryout <laughs> during after a tryout oh yeah well uh the, the the first part of the question um you know you just have to use your time wisely that's number one i, I played in a handful of bands well let's see i joined heathen yeah. national band out of the bay area night the end of 1991 going into 92 just as i was turning uh, i was 20 then going into turn 21 and uh super difficult music the hard you know one of the top three hardest bands i've ever played in which is also i am morbid and violence it, it, this music is chaotic it's it's over the top it's, it's hard you know but having done that a long time ago that prepared me it, it made every a lot of other things so much easier believe it or not it's weird because when you push yourself to this level you know it makes you realize because you know half the game is a mental game you know can i do this can i you know like mm-hmm. when i got the docking gig i had nine days or something to learn to set you know and i'd work on it during the day and i'd be getting all this headways like i'm getting there man it's great you know and i'm feeling confident about this and i wake up the next morning go oh my god am i gonna be able to pull this off this is a you know i start working on it again oh yeah i got this and they wake up you know so it's that mental game of like you know how much information can you hold and you know i learned how to manage my time wisely you know i do a lot of you know like if you ever see me before a show, you'll see me warming up. I put in the headphones and I'll run the set. I've been doing that for years. I run the set a whole time or sometimes two times wow. before I hit the stage because I want to hit it warmed up and I want to make sure if I'm making any mistakes or forgetting anything, I do it right there, right before the show. So I'm using that, that short-term memory. Like really, I tax that really hard. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, if you said, Hey, go play a docking show tomorrow. I probably couldn't do it. I mean, right. or I'd have to really, drop everything and push hard but it's like i don't have it right now you know i can't just jump on stage and play all those songs i have sure. to I use that short-term memory sure that's kind of where i'm at that and then of course uh, let's see i auditioned for red hot chili peppers in the wow. early 90s wow uh, really yeah i got to jam with flea and and chad smith oh my gosh that gig. dave navarro got that gig oh, wow um Machine Head, I auditioned for them in 1997 or 98. Wow. Right before they did the I did not get that gig. Hmm. Um, who else? 
I recently got a call to play with Testament, but my uh, to fill in for Alex Skolnick, but my uh, from their manager uh, Jeff Buttermark, but uh, my schedule wouldn't allow for it because it was like two last minute, and I had a show with Violence and two Bullet Boy shows, and you know, being a man of my word, I couldn't just cancel on those either, you know. So, but, yeah. yeah. So it just seems like there's just there's going to be opportunities just kind of kind of coming your way at any given time and you, you just don't know when they're going to come. That's kind of the beauty of, of, of what's going on with you and your career. Definitely. I just got offered one yesterday, sort of, uh, the, the first initial call was sent to me. I can't say the name yet. Oh, come on. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it, but, uh, I, I really can't, but it's like, uh, you know, <sighs> starts with ends with, come on, Ira, give us something. Uh, no, don't get, don't get yourself I can't in trouble. Say that, but I would say you would never believe in a million years that that it would be this band because it's just like, you know, I. Well, tell okay. I'll, I don't want to get. I'll say, I'll say I'll say this. I wouldn't get to be myself. I'd have to play the part of someone else. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't. Okay, we don't want to get you in any trouble. But when do you? Th- if you make a decision one way or the other, when do you think we might hear something? couple weeks about a month hard to say i'm not sure yet okay Let's bud that's okay jessica's probably telling me <laughs> shut your mouth <laughs> yeah we are not here to get you in trouble what i was going to say that kind of ties into what scott just said and what you were talking about i think any of us who start playing at an early age and we aspire to get in a band and the band is just huge and you know, that's a dream that very few reach. But I think what you have reached with your career is honestly just as good, maybe even cooler. But, you know, and what I mean by that is you have made a career out of your music. And yeah, it hasn't been with one band the whole time. It's been with these multiple artists where you've gotten to meet all these different personalities and and mesh and write with all these different people and see the world. I mean, you travel so much. Do you almost tell yourself, I'm glad it went this way instead of just being with one band the whole time? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I started uh, my very first band in high school called called Arcane, A-R-C-A-N-E. And, you know, I had the dream and the goal that this would be the band that would be my band that, you know, did like, you know, Motley Crue or Metallica yeah. or any of these bands, you know, like, you know, playing real music, of course, you know, no tracks. just. <laughs> You know, um, but it didn't go that way, you know, and, uh, you know, for a long time, I've always longed for that, you know, but it didn't happen. Then all of a sudden I started to realize, wow, I'm actually forging a career in being a hired gun or, right. you know, it's a, like a, mostly a hired gun that joins the band for a while, not just hired gun. Like I, you know, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm proud of that at this point, you know, uh, yeah. a few years back, I think before I got the docking gig, I told Jessica one day, I said, you know what? I'm I'm happy with my career the way it went at this point. Yes, I'm fine with however it goes because I've done so many of the things I've already wanted to do, and it's just icing on the cake at this point. And then a lot of great things have come since then, and I feel like that's also part of the attitude of just like, hey, you know what? This is what I do. Yeah. And how it unfolds is how it's going to unfold. And it, it, Jessica sent sent me a message, and she's totally correct about this. She said, you know, how do you you ask me how do I juggle all these band stuff? So I got to show you, uh, Jessica. Uh, made the schedule for me my phone so (laughs) like that really does help me keep things straight too because i can navigate also these are the months each black line is a month 
so th this is this year going into next year, you know, Goodness. so yeah, so I, I can, you know, pull up like, I could go, okay, well this weekend I'm going out to play this show. And I'm like, Oh my God, in three days, I'm starting that tour. I really kind of didn't realize that, man, I better make sure I'm yeah. ready or, 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 you know, we're starting rehearsal for that tour and we leave in a week. I'm like, Oh man. Okay. So in three days I have to go up to the Bay area and rehearse. So I better make sure, you know, and that helps navigate what I have to do for sure too, you know, cause when you mm. have so many things, you really have to be organized and yeah. I keep my music organized, but like playing, but the schedule that is, it, it's difficult. And Jessica's definitely helped, yeah. helped me, you know, keep that in order. That That's one thing that's always been a little bit difficult to all of a sudden like, Oh my God, I'm leaving tomorrow on tour. I didn't realize <laughs> that my bags are packed, you know, but now I can, you know, I'm looking at it every day all the time because, you know, just the anxiety of like, what's yeah. oh, oh God. Okay. like I have rehearsal tonight with violence, you know? Uh, oh, wow. They're actually there waiting for me now. So. Oh, we need okay. to let you go then. Yeah. I told him, you know, that, that I have to do this. And You're uh, pulling a Vinnie Paul on him. You usually <laughs> ought to show up with a clown <laughs> nose on. I want to show up in a, in a clown outfit. <laughs> you, you know, it was a, it was a pleasure not to only meet you, but, uh, open up a gig with you here yeah. here in oklahoma tulsa and I and to be able to hang out and talk with you your long hair you know you got your patent glasses you know on stage and everything is always cool to to see you especially at, when we were at in, in key west it was great to see you up there you're like a bridge man you, you know you're doing all of our old school rock and metal yeah. and, and then you do all this modern cool stuff as well and, and it's great to see you just embrace, you know, all these different, different sides of rock and roll For sure. it is so cool. And, and you're getting all this work and, and it's paying off. And, and, you know, it, it was a pleasure to have you on our show yes. and be able to talk to you and, and oh, nothing pleasure. but uh, good luck and congratulations with everything that comes your way, Ira. For sure, man. And, and I appreciate that very much. And, and I'll uh, end on a note saying also, you know, having got my studio together during the pandemic, I, you know, put together somewhere, you know, up to this point, about 250 songs. Uh, and I'm going to be at some point, it's either going to be next year or the following year, I, I'm going to be doing a solo project. So I'm going to go back to that original thing that I wanted to do. Cool. And I should have mentioned that when, when you asked me about playing all these bands over the years. So I do still have a desire to have my own band and put something out. So I'm definitely going to, um, do that I, I have you know plenty of material already i'm actually singing on it as well so i'm nice. doing all the writing you know all, all the playing on it all the recording and uh it's you know it's going to come out the right way too I, I have some people that are involved that we've been talking about like when and how we're going to do this and you know we, we want to shoot it you know to, to the right channels and and you know make it the real deal so well that's cool, man. that is perfect well ira we want you to get to band practice now so don't be late and we want to say thank you again for all your time thank you to jessica chase for setting up the interview with you she's just been like i said before the interview started she's been an absolute joy to work with behind every oh, yeah. good man is a good and organized woman don't you ever forget that yeah. okay and if yeah. you would uh, <laughs> you know there's a lot of people here in the chat room and they're saying there's a lot of cool stuff melissa mom power says bless you ira thank you for the awesome interview yep. uh ricky cook says hi jessica chase uh ira black guitar picks has his name on one side uh and and insert band oh, name on, a, uh, insert band name on the other side that's that's awesome <laughs> that's but there's so many comments here I and, do and, have that 
sleep right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So if you if you have any extra time on your hands, man, come on into into the chat room and and maybe hit some likes and and on some of these comments and and say hi to these some of your fans here. But it was a pleasure to have you, man, and, and go go rock and roll and do your thing. Have a great and time. And I'll see you in Rocklahoma, right? We'll That's see right. you there, my friend. Thanks for all your We're time. Yeah, I can't wait, dude. Take care. Thanks again. See you, you bud. Bye-bye. Awesome. Great guy. Great guy, great woman. Ira and Jessica, they're a force to be reckoned with in the music world. Seriously, Jessica, thank you for being so awesome, not only to set that up, but help us with some other ones as well. Um, You two are doing good things out there. You know, once he joined... uh, Don't interrupt me. What? (laughs) Say what? I'm joking. I what? said don't interrupt me. Oh, I'm just I thought you kidding. Were done. I was almost done. Go ahead. Your turn. Go ahead. Finish. No, I'm done. No, go ahead. No, I'm done. I was just gonna say he then once he did that he he never he never looked back. That's right. That was, that was the path to rock and roll. Go I ahead. know. And honestly, if okay, well, first of all, I'm not wired like he is because I'm too spoiled and need my creature comforts. But if I was wired like Ira, where I was okay to travel and jump here and there. The more I thought about it as I was preparing for this interview, I think I would have wanted a career like his because you're seeing something new. You're experiencing something new all the time. I mean, it's never just the same set of people, the same set of circumstances. Uh, it's it's just a potpourri of excitement. Sure. You know? What a career. Ira yeah. Black. He's like the bridge, you know, that just kind of puts a lot of uh... – the old school and the new school kind of together and and you could see that on youtube you know which uh you know jessica she's got like you go to her page man on on youtube and like there's like thousands and thousands of views of so much stuff and it's like man how do you get that that many views yeah and and um anyways you know, he's just constantly just playing with this, you know, a lot of the cool L.A. rocker boys, you know, and, and you know, L.A. guns guys and just mixed up, mixed up, you know. And then he's playing with, you know, like, you know, like we said, violence and, and some of this more of the uh, thrash area era. You know, it's just so cool how he's just kind of can combine them both, you know, yeah, and, and he makes it work. And he corrected me, too. I, here I was assuming that he was just, you know, kind of into the thrash. I thought maybe he was just doing Bullet Boys because it was a gig. But you can tell he loves all forms of not just rock, but he's just a uh, just a broad-based guy yeah, and I a think smart guy, too. He's not doing it just for a paycheck. Not he's, at all. He's doing it for the love of rock and roll. And that's so refreshing. Cool. That is refreshing. Okay, it is time for us to talk about our sponsors that make the show possible guys that new intro is fun and we we loved shooting it with psych mocheck if you need a video for your band or your business contact psych mocheck at psychomo at gmail.com psychomo filmworks did our new show intro and we think it's fun and we love it deb concerts we already talked about this rocklahoma wow it's going to be here in no time you guys Are we looking at less than a month? Holy Moses, where did the summer go? Yeah, at the end of the month. Less than a month. Rocklahoma is going to be rocking out there in Pryor, Oklahoma. Go to the DNB processing stage at the Roadhouse, put on by Doug Burgess and DEB Concerts. It's going to be a great weekend of rock and roll. Okie PC, when our computer breaks, we contact Dustin Little for all of our computer and IT needs. 
Call 918-640-0892 or email Dustin at okiepc.com for your IT needs as well. If you need some great pictures for your band, business, or anything else, contact shipmentphotos.com. Your branding is done right when you go to Shipment Photos. Do you need screen printing? It's going to be getting cold here pretty soon. You guys need to pick up a Tulsa Music Stream hoodie. Go to our Facebook page, Tulsa Music Stream. Click on the website link at the top left and order you a shirt or a tank or a hoodie. Sport the TMS logo around town. It really helps us out. Like Scott said earlier, you can always watch us live or on the replay on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Mm -hmm. We're on a march to get to 1,000 subscribers on our YouTube page. Please go to Tulsa Music Stream on YouTube and subscribe. And if audio format is your thing, maybe you can't sit there and look at your phone for an hour or more, but you can listen to something on the way to work or out of town or wherever you're going. Check out Tulsa Music Stream on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Scott and I have been working on getting more in the can, but right now we only have two lined up. But don't worry, because we're going to be getting more lined up after these. The birthday stream, Thursday, August 24th. We're going to be talking to the guy that fronts one of Ira Black's bands. Jana's birthday. Yeah, Mark Tureen of Bullet Boys will be on with us at 7 p.m. Central that night. I'm going to see if he'll sing happy birthday to me. You think he will? I'll bet we can talk him into that. And then we will be speaking with Tim Ripper Owens of KK's Priest sometime in September. We haven't firmed up that date yet, but it is coming. Whew, that was a mouthful. Yeah, and just uh, remember, you can always check out our our shorts on YouTube. We make some shorts and stuff of some clips and stuff of our interviews and throw them on YouTube, uh, as well as TikTok. We make um, a lot of TikTok videos and just take out a question and an answer uh, for many of our inter- uh, interviews and put them up there. You know, a minute, two minute, three minute videos, and um, and also our Instagram page. Um, Check them all out, and we have we have fun on all of them. And uh, we just were um, we have just joined YouTube. Uh, what is it? What do they you, call the it? YouTube Partner Program. Yeah. Tell, do you, can you want to tell them what that means? Well, basically, we we start off. You know, we still have to get to a thousand subscribers, but right now you can go on YouTube and you can send out the super chats and and send out the super stickers and super thank yous and all that, and it helps us. Um, uh, fund the stream fund everything that we need if we need new microphones or if we need a new new tablet or new whatever new headphones new cords are always going out all the time or a new light we new need a new camera, table new table this That's table is kind of sad so that always helps us out and we appreciate it we do all of our research um, when we get on off of our day of work and we we commit to our interviews and we try to make them fun and yep. cool and and we're, we love to promote, you know, all these rock stars and help them um, gain any kind of fans, any followers on their pages. And, and if, if maybe maybe an album sell here or there. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's we do this because we love music and we we know how hard it is to sustain a music career. We've been there, done that. We still play on a in a cover band and, and do kind of do it on the side. But these guys that are out there making their living at it, man, they need our support. And that's why we do the stream so we can spotlight them and get you guys to go out, buy their music, buy their concert tickets, buy their merch. It keeps them going. Yep. And you can even send, um, 
here on Facebook, you can send some things that helps us out as well. I forgot what they're called. Are they called stars? Stars. Thank you. Can you send us some stars, yeah. guys? You send us some stars for the interview. We're not too proud to beg. Hit us some hearts up for Ira Black, and we'll see you guys August 24th yep. with Mark Toreen of the Bullet Boys. That's right. You guys have a wonderful week. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Take care. Thanks for watching Tulsa Music Stream. Have a good night.